You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have the illustrious Walking Dead Season 7 episode. What is this? Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the, initi- the initial cell, illustrious. Yeah. Put but, a little uh, positive spin on it. This is this was six, right? We only got two left in this miserable season of a show. Man. Can it just be so. mid season? I'm bleeding here. <laughs> What's this one? Call it? What was this called? Swear. That's all I was doing all night, let me tell you. You know, that and playing on my phone, which is not common when I'm watching Walking Dead. It's pretty mm. common this season. Oh gosh, the last five episodes. Googling better shows to watch. <laughs> you don't have to Google far because Westworld is uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mind blowing. There we go. Uh, who's director? I don't care. And they the don't writers, I think we all agree it's firing time. Yeah. Hang them by, hang them high. Um, you know, guys, listeners, we're, we're going to throw something at you a little different this week. Uh, we have an awesome friend and fellow podcaster, uh, who also is in the dumps about this entire season so far, I believe. Uh, old Josh Toby from Talk To Me Podcast, the best podcast for heavy metal and everything. If you haven't heard him, you guys, you have got to check him out. Uh, he sent us a little audio clip, and I think it's on point. I think he uh, he really knows what he's talking about, and I think we should just kind of open the show with what he's done. What do y'all think? Play it. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> hey, guys. Joshua Toomey from the Talk To Me podcast, the podcast for all your hard rock and heavy metal needs. Long-time listener, first-time caller. But this week, I'm going to be talking about The Walking Dead. Season 7 so far, how boring is this season? You've got Rick being a complete sissy. You've got Daryl in shambles. Negan, I'm almost ready to follow him with his wit and charm. And then we've got Carl in those luscious locks that these guys here on the Bleed TV podcast always talk about. But this last episode is a complete mystery to me. Why do they think it's okay to have an entire episode based on Tara? Why do we care that she's found the ocean side? Yes, they've shown that they have guns, but she didn't tell anybody they have guns. This place is, is an anomaly, and I don't understand why The Walking Dead continue to have these boring episodes, and, and the timeline is just so slow. Like, let's pick it up the pace. Let's see what's going on. But that aside, I do need to ask Zach, Jake, and Cash a question. When Tara goes to Oceanside, they could have taken her out then. And they could have taken her out at the uh, beachfront like the little girl wanted to. And they could have taken her out uh, as they were leaving. But they never did. Like, they've had so many chances. And these people seem like pretty much savages. They have a kill-on-site policy at Oceanside. But yet, not, not only do they allow Tara in the complex, give her a place to stay, take her handcuffs off, feed her, tell her every single secret that Oceanside has, but they let her go. They let her just walk away. So to you guys, the Bleed TV podcast, why the people at Oceanside just told her all the secrets and then just let her go. It's absolutely insane. But like I said, longtime listener, first time caller, I'll hang up and listen. You guys continue to have an incredible podcast and I will talk to you guys soon. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, man, my bad, Josh. Uh, he he kind of hit us up with a lot there. Um, yeah, yeah, we may have to answer some of these in segments yeah. as we get through the episode. Uh, but no, I'm, I totally agree with the boring segment. I mean, this is uh, a shame to it really watch is. this. It really is, man. Gosh, it's difficult. And I warmed and was super worried that we were going to get a Terra and Heath episode. 
But it was even worse. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. A, it wasn't a Terra, Terra episode. Yeah, it was the Terra episode with, with a, a sprinkle of heat. Yeah, just a little sprinkle, a little sprinkle yeah. dust of heat. No, pu- no, no pun intended <laughs> here, but yes. But unfortunately, Heath was probably the best part. I mean, I will say the opening scene. Like this was the scene I was talking about last week, where I saw the two of them sitting there talking, and like you just see the defeat on Heath. That was really good to me. Yeah, and it then was. It all went down. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I think the first five minutes were quality. Yeah, and strong. that and the Sandwalkers was about the excitement of the episode, you know. The walkers themselves. Yeah. The whole situation. The trap shit. and everything. Absolute I, It was awful. <laughs> like, we're supposed to believe that these things have been here for God knows how long. Trapped all the way to the top, in through the thing, and it just one little bag pool. Right. And it all comes all right, tumbling well, look, down. Let's, let's do this we'll real quick. There. We'll get there. But let's go ahead and answer the big question that Josh had for us. And, you know, and then we'll kind of round about the entire episode. He wants to know why she was let go. Well, this is where I'd have to disagree. I don't think there was ever an intention of letting her go. Uh, and my perception was is that um, once they realized that she was 100%, I've got to go, I'm going to leave, uh, then you let, you let her feel comfortable walking out. And that's why there was two of them that went with her instead of just just Beatrice. If it was just Beatrice, I would have said they are actually taking her out there, scouting or doing whatever. But as soon as you brought the Seagull lookalike, uh, you know, murder chick with them, the other one, the I knew instantly that this was, uh, we'll get her out here just a little bit and finish her off, you know. But I agree with you. But the thing is, the show did an extremely poor job, I feel, of filming the sequence when she walks out to kill the walker in the woods that was all confusing and then you can't tell if they were shooting her or planning to shoot her before she ran or were shooting because she ran you know what i mean i I 100 percent agree i felt like the whole time it was just a matter of time they do it i think they were trying to show by you know the seagal looking chick her pulling the knife right behind her, that that was the clue that they were about to kill her. And she just said, oh, I'll take care of it, and runs out there and does it. But it was so poorly executed, and it didn't give off that vibe of, I'm about to be executed, i got to run. And I know exactly where you're coming from. They just, they barbecued this. This was was, was a bore perception. I hate to say it, the the actress that plays Tara and stuff, there was parts of this episode I did enjoy of her and her acting, but there were some parts that were atrocious. And this was one of those scenes where it just didn't convey the message you're, you're exactly talking about. Yeah, and I won't completely blame her. I think this is a lot of director. Yes, writing failure. director, just yeah. complete production failure in my mind. <laughs> there's no, there's a lot of things about this episode that make me question so so much. Um, you know, he mentioned in his questions like, "Why would they tell her everything?" This, that, is. I think they were really just trying to convince her this is where you want to stay, this is what you want to be. And when she was still insistent on leaving, the decision had to be made, and you did it for the sake of the granddaughter, so that they wouldn't execute her since she saved her life, as well as you know, she saved Beatrice by not killing her as well. Um, but let's go back to the beginning of the episode. We talked about how great, you know, the first five minutes were her and he talking. You know, evidently all they've found is some rusty cans of food, no ammo, and they've been gone for what basically two weeks. Two in weeks, the, yeah. um, and so, where are we to believe that they are based on the geography they've shown in the show? I mean, we know she ended up, I guess, by the ocean, 
uh, so on. But, you know, they were on this little bridge on an inland or something like that. But are we thinking we got to be thinking far east of Washington, D.C.? I mean, they were that far away. Well, I mean, I think he said that they've gone farther than anyone else has gone before is what he said. Well, further than we were supposed to is what he said. Right. Um, but, I mean, two weeks they could have just driven around in circles and just be on the outskirts of where they're supposed to be. Well, this is actually a question that I was beginning to have about the whole scenario that they're in. They got several, the saviors have several groups now working for them, scavenging for them. And it's like, this area is going to get more, more, you know, sparse. Yeah. I mean, where you can find resources. So I was glad that they put that in there. Like there's nothing left. There's nothing here. Well, they're showing that it's realistic. You know, you know, like you're saying. I mean, realistically, you're going to run out of supplies. You got to keep widening and widening your spectrum of where you have to search for items. Oh, absolutely. And I'm interested in that, but I'm not interested in it being just Heath and Tara. So that makes it difficult. But yeah, I, the fact that they've gone further than they were supposed to, because they found nothing. I guess that makes sense. I'm okay with that. Um, what do you think about the pairing? I, I think it would have been fine, the two of them. Yeah, I don't know why we separated them. Like, I don't think that there was really a point in separating them. Well, I think you had to because they would they would have killed Heath no matter what. I think that was one of them. Based on what the code of the Oceanside community is, Heath would have been dead without question, no matter what. I feel like they wanted a man, though. Like They made it seem like they were okay with introducing a man into their colony. And I thought it would have been a lot better of it if it was just Heath, if you're only doing one of them, to see if they would have looked at him differently. I don't know. I got the vibe of that a man was a symbol of a threat instantly. I mean, it looked like they were missing him since all of them were murdered. I mean, I don't know if I, I guess I already jumped a little too ahead with it, but I mean, speaking for men, I can say <laughs> they need. Men. I mean, like, it would just be interesting to see like one man surrounded by women have needs. Yes. <laughs> I mean, how many no, people? I was thinking more. Drop the gun and get your ass in the kitchen, more or less. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and we just lost listeners. Yes, <laughs> this little salted perch sandwich over here. Yeah, I mean, how can you be barefoot and pregnant if you don't have any men around? I mean, <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Man, we're done. <laughs> Sex is a bad spot. Uh, hit his mute button. Over <laughs> yes. um, uh, but yeah, all right. So we, we talked about separated. So they get on this, they get to the bridge. All right, this bridge has got dumpsters on both sides that are turned up on their side. It has a wall. Now, they had to climb the dumpster jump down off the dumpster did i see that twice both times it was container wasn't it on one side a shipping container a shipping container on one side that they climbed up on then you jump down and there's like a labyrinth of tents and random cars mm-hmm. only like a 20 my question is is that if you were living on a tent how do you get off the you like climb that and jump off that every single time um well, no, because if you saw it, actually, they weren't climbing. They were sneaking around the very side of it on the bridge edge. You remember Tara? Yeah, there was that went, one time there was yeah. that stuff. Uh, just like, there's no no vehicle getting on and off. Whatever. <laughs> um, it's not going to make up for the strange... The very first part of this was fine. When they come back the second time, I'm totally confused on where she was on the bridge and which uh, side. My is understanding, what? My, they started on the side that had the uh, the dumpsters, and on the way back they came. They were on the opposite side. 
And so she made that clear when they were, you know, because she went all the way across it and then found Heath's glasses and found the vehicle spun and turned around and so on. So he went back to where they started. So I got that. I'm still trying to figure out how in the heck two truckloads of sand and walkers were all in it. I'm just complete, And how pulling one little thing out of the sand creates this storm of walkers coming out of it. This uh, sand slide yeah. of walkers. Avalanche of sand and first, walkers. First, let me give Nicotero his props. These are badass walkers. They Some are. of the best of the season, really. Yeah. And, I mean, that's actually saying something with the, yeah. how good they've looked this Definitely. year. Uh, they all look the same. They all look like they've been baked in sand and like the sand has rubbed all their hair off. Very consistent, yes. Very cool. Um, Cash and I were wondering before the podcast started, do any of these walkers have eyeballs? I didn't see any. To me, it looked like they were hollow. Like, cause I saw like yeah. sand coming out of the eye socket rim areas. Which looked great. Like coming out of you the know, eyes and the mouth. Yeah. I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, I guess we've we've seen before that they kind of bite off smell but they also see don't they i mean i don't or maybe it's just hearing and smell i don't you know i've never really thought much about it because most of the time when you see them you know you you imagine there's even those ones we found in the sewer like that they had no facial hardly left and they were still coming at them you know sound smell i mean you could i find it's it's Slippery slope to yeah. dive yes. into the zombie. There's, look, the bottom line is, is I'm not going to sit here and debate what they can and cannot do considering. <laughs> it, it, looked, it looked great, and I'm happy with that. But we did have... Really cool. Yeah. We did the, have a real big The problem. zombies were awesome. The yes. walkers were awesome. How they were in this pile, how they came out, is a whole different story. <laughs> I mean, a I whole completely different ball of wax here, man. I mean... But I was intrigued to see the amount of bullets, like right before she pulled everything. And oh, that the Heath was uncovered. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of ammo right there. So it was like, what else is here? Well, now, those were empty cartridges. They were. Okay. Um, but I mean, the, the artillery's got to be somewhere where you're led to believe it's all on Oceanside. No, it looks like all of these people were killed in a pile and then buried in sand. That's what it looks like. Or they were killed in sand <laughs> with bullets. And then dumped out of the truck. I'm liking the first. Works. Yeah, I got the it. logistics are insane to me. I don't uh, understand it. The the like you said, I think the what they're trying to show here is is that a group of people were assassinated or whatever. Like it's just it's not or you know whatever. A group of them were there. The the only reason you have all those bullet casings on the ground like that it makes you feel like whatever happened happened right there. They have a gun battle there of some type. Yeah. And then these trucks were brought in and they were, the walkers were buried there. But there were some people we saw on social media were talking about, like, was this a booby trap? And I didn't get that vibe. There's no way this is like a made-up booby trap. I'm sorry. Somebody doesn't put a perfect amount of sand where you pull one bag and, and like, they scene- unearth the walkers of doom, you know? <laughs> I mean, this... <laughs> This scene was like what we've been trashing about the season the entire time. Hey guys, I've got this really cool idea. Doesn't really matter how it got there. Let's yeah. just do it. Yeah, let's find a way to have sand walkers. You know, and that's pretty much well, how the scene was created. We've had mud walkers, <laughs> swamp walkers, burning walkers, helicopter Tree walkers. walkers. We've had yeah. every Tree. walk. Yeah, swamp thing looking yeah. walk. I, I I like the originality. It's fine, but it, for this to have worked. That means these guys unleashed some serious rounds into these people. 
swept it all into a pile where their bodies are, and then brought in two sand trucks and dumped it on them. Strategically placed a backpack to hang out on one side of it. I remember yeah. the wolves, right? They yeah. had elaborate booby traps. Yeah. Literally trucks full of heads, you know, that were still snapping. You know, things like that. I, I don't know. If this was a trap, it was... Poor it was silly. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a waste And what is anyone gaining out of it? And no one's moving. Here's another thing. It's If this bridge was to get from point A to point B, I just... There's no vehicles going that way. There's no... I just... I mean, I'm, I am completely clueless to what the purpose was. This set piece is cool, but it doesn't convey a message of anything that is rational. No, because, I mean, if you set a trap, they're already cornered on the bridge. Like, they can't get in and out of it easily. Well, that's the thing. It's just like you were talking about. How do we separate Heath and Tara in a cool way that makes sense? They yeah. missed on several marks. Well, here's another problem. If you remember this at, right when this happened, when she pulled that out, she was being, she was being grabbed on into ankles, right? You, then you see a scene where two walkers get up and start walking. Literally, I watched it three. I rewound. I was like, "Wait a minute! Did the walkers just walk past them?" No, it's yeah. crap. Yeah, well, so they walked past them, and then when Tara gets up, there's walkers that are covered in sand past them, coming. From, yeah, on I the mean, opposite side of them. So they were surrounded by sand-covered walkers when they get off the ground. This was completely terrible editing. This was way off. But I mean, you mean to tell me they just got up and said, uh, "Not you don't look good today. You know, you're not tasty. Get me a no, break. They need some of the dark meat. And then, unfortunately, anytime I see a walker holding onto a leg of a full-blooded human being in full and, you know, adrenaline terror, <laughs> and it's just holding their boot, I'm like, these things are made of Cheetos at this point. <laughs> just... Wiggle your toes and the the fingers will snap off. Yeah. I mean, it's crap, dude. There's no strength left in these things. But you pulled it off and just stomped its head I mean, like you, you could saw do before. A, a little bit of a flick of your of your ankle and that head should pop off. Yeah. yeah. I, and like you say though, you got one who's grabbing and pulling and stuff like that, and another one right there just nah, 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 like reaching and stuff. None of them are biting her. No. I mean, even, the foot's right there. He's decided, I'm going to hold it, not bite it. <laughs> I want the thigh. Yeah. You know. Oh, that juicy calf meat. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We're selective. Yeah. I'm not that kneecap ain't for me. It. I ain't gnawing on that now. I've yeah. been eating sand for months. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting something good. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed all this time for this shit, though. <laughs> Get this leather out it's of here. It's just, yeah. It, uh, man, I'm, t- I'm tired of poor execution on some parts, it, man. It's shoehorned in. It's, it's just like cool-ass set piece. Hey, bring Nicotero in. Get the rule of cool in here, and then destroy it with yeah, terrible. There is no, there's no reason that they should have ever been surrounded. That's what was so bad about this scene. There's I, just no, there, that's the whole deal. I mean, it's just no. It, it just made it so unbelievable because then everything after, and then the whole part where she, you know, she's literally gets taken over the bridge, and they're like. Chomping at her, and one's like on her, just laying on her, and I'm nothing. Shiver, yeah, yeah. shiver. I'm a little dusty. I could use some water now. Yeah, I was L- just a little like, thirsty. Yeah, uh, I was shaking my head no, so hard, dude, dude. All of it's bad. It's all bad. I, the walkers are not a threat anymore. They I really don't aren't. feel they're any. so decayed that a strong wind could t- knock their head off. Well, we see it later in the episode. Tara just runs headstrong into a pile of them. Oh, I know it. 
35 of them. She runs yeah. right into the middle of it. For no reason, by the way. No. But this time, they're surrounded by, whatever, six or seven of them. They're like, oh, God, what do I do? I yeah. better not hit any of them. <laughs> yeah, they're really. Stand here. Because she has a staff, she can go through a mob of them. Now, you know, in, like in previous seasons, if you saw more than five, they fleed. Because it was just too many for one person to handle. And old Tara, crack shot Tara, can go right down the middle of this bridge, given there's a person shooting some heads off. But you know the funny thing is, all of them, they stay in sequence. They don't converge on her. Did you notice that? No. It's she like zigzags through an <laughs> yeah. almost non-mobile group of walkers. But they're, they are shamblers. So I'm okay with that. But my thing is... Oh, these ones are blind as well, so we got right. that. Do what what you're supposed to be doing. Use your staff and just like check these things. Yeah. If they get too close, check it like a hockey player. Yeah. Or just, just stab them in the back of the neck, you know? Apparently that kills oh. them too. The first stabbing kill was so pissed me off. She stabbed it right through the neck. Yes. That is not kill a walker. No. I'm so pissed at this, dude. Yeah. I mean, and me and Cash had a nice little debate about this. I, I tried throwing a whole bunch of stuff at the wall before we started this podcast, and <laughs> I really couldn't. Did anything it. stick? I mean, really? No, like, I mean, I'm sorry. It was rutted. Like, yes, it was rutted. Uh, it was I rutted. The special day. effects were cool to see. The you know the I'll give you kudos now. The 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 spear made from a um, a chisel. A chisel is pretty cool. Oh, it's and, awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet. Look great. You know, unfortunately, but, wasted on a neck shot. <laughs> When we've seen decapitated walkers, still nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I completely agree. <laughs> we've yeah. seen walkers that are literally oil slicks <laughs> on the ground, and all that's left is a head and a hand, and it's still... <laughs> Let me get that thigh beat. So I don't want to see any more neck wounds. Yeah, it's, it's just going back to it's consistency. exactly that, man. just a wound. You've been in this world too long. Years now. You know what kills them. Yeah. I'm still waiting on that person to get out there and start showing me the leg sweeps. I mean, how hard is it? Sweep the leg. I mean, how hard is it to sweep the leg, man? (laughs) Give me some Chuck Norris sweep the leg action, and I will stand up and cheer during an episode. Just imagine what would happen if you just did a nice little sidekick to a kneecap on one of these things. It would just shatter to pieces. (laughs) They would be wrecked, son. (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm, I'm with you, man. Even if she took that little staff and just did a little bit under the ankle. Fall, whoop, fall, whoop, fall. I mean, every single one of them. There's a reason why Morgan makes quick work of all these things with a simple wood staff. Exactly. It's that's all it takes at this point. You have that range, and you just you're so much stronger. I mean, you're so much stronger. <laughs> I mean, their bodies are just like mush at this point. Oh, like gosh. their bodies are 95 percent air. At this okay. Point. I, I, I got to cut us off and move on. This is this is a blistering. <laughs> all right. So yes, we understand. She, you know. All right. So when we find the two girls. Um, well, it's like, how is this current leader to Oceanside? I mean, this is a huge plot hole, I think, to me. I don't no, know. It, it, it could be the current and taking it to the outlet. Yeah, I could see that, too. Raging <laughs> Rapids pulled her straight through. <laughs> Just raging. That was the Mississippi she fell into, and this is the gulf she just yeah. washed off on. Right. Okay. Calm down, Mr. Geography Nerds. Anyway, well, I mean, was- she ends up on the beach now. Okay. Do kind of have an issue with that. Of course, she's passed out. Why? I mean, how long? Well, no, she said she was very tired and she crawled on the beach and passed out. Okay. Yeah. Like she got to the beach and then just gave yeah. up okay. and said, if I she die, She didn't I wash die. ashore asleep. 
man, did you see the social media buzz? It was, you know, when they were talking like beached whale. I was like, dude, that is so wrong. Oh, that's low. I yeah. mean, it really was, man. That was just low. But, I mean, she did just have a baby. You know, we know this is off screen like that. She was rather large in certain areas. You know, in the mammary glands were doing well for this. And so on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not hiding anything. Um, what do we think about the beach scene here? What You know, the girls coming up. You know, the whole, uh, you know, kill, don't kill. One that shot. Kind of, Got her. Yeah. I mean, I think Rachel proved that she's ready for a bigger role on the show. Rachel's ready to look at the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Go look at the flowers. <laughs> she was ready, for, flowers, she was ready for Tara to look at the flowers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rachel's dark. Yes. This point. <laughs> I mean, at a young age. Yeah. How long do we think Oceanside's been here? Because, I mean, to be that dark that quick, well, that, that's pretty I big. I don't know. They're pretty well set up for their. They're they they're they're, uh, they're well organized. They have a good system in place. Everybody seems to toe the line pretty well, and so on. I mean, I think it, it looks like it's been there for at least a year or so. Of it's a well old machine. But I mean, I would say that this thing Negan's. I mean, then you're saying Negan's been around for like two years. At I, least. I, I would think he would have to been be create the army and the outpost that he has. Okay. Yeah, I mean, once again, this is another thing. We, if you probably dive in too deep onto yeah. these little, like... Well, because, yeah. I mean, it's just so hard issues. to tell because, I mean, we've gone, what, six episodes and it's only been two weeks in showtime? Yeah. And, I mean, that really makes us really screwy. I don't yeah. know. I, mean, I, I feel like if you just look too hard that you're going to be disappointed yet again. Yeah, I just... I don't think they want you to give an exact timeline on any of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, I totally get that. Um, but the the how believable is Oceanside? Let's ask that question. I think, to an extent, it's very believable. Minus the weapons. I think it's very believable um, that this place can exist. It's hard to believe that no one's found it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they have the shoot-on-sight thing. But from what Cindy says later in the episode, I think they've only killed two people. I think is what it said. Or maybe she has only killed two people. But that's what it felt like to me. Uh, maybe I misunderstood or misheard what she said. But anyway, uh, kind of like what Cash was saying. If the Saviors got this group and then they decided to fight, so they fight or like that and they lose. So Saviors decided to kill all the males. You know, ten and up or whatever. Um, why do they let them keep their guns? I don't think they did. I think that the whole deal was is that I think this happened a while ago. They fought with the head, lost, lost a good fight. When they all died, they were left to continue serving the saviors. And like she said, she said we decided not to, and we all packed up and fleed, and we came upon this place and remained hidden. And stocked up and so on. So like I said, I think the place has been around a while. And I think they've created their own lifestyle and re- rearmed themselves and done all that stuff. Um, I mean, there's a lot of big weapons there to just restock yourself. Right. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, It is. It is quite a bit. And you're within minor driving distance of Alexandria, obviously. And Well, yeah, because she walked back from this place all the way to Alexandria. That is something that drove me nuts by the way is that why is everything within walking distance in one day 
Well, it's just the fact that you're terrified. All your husbands, all your brothers, all your kids have just been killed. All your sons or whatever. And this is as far as you run? I mean, and keep it moving. I mean, son. we saw what Negan did just to find Dwight. You're telling me he didn't look harder for an entire colony? Yeah. It's thin. It's thin, man. It's I just so thin because, like we said in the past, pre and past episodes, I would not stay. I'm ha- There's one thing this sh- this episode showed you exactly what we thought. That's what uh, pack we- up and throw the deuces. And, you know, oppression is not worth it. We can start life somewhere else, and so on. But like you just mentioned, okay, so we're gonna head five minutes east. Yeah, I, just, I mean, what? I wish this was a community that was like, we're staying here for two nights and then we're going further. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're nomadic. You we're know, on the move. Yeah. Until we're two states away from Negan. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Get it moving. There's no reason to me to stay. Or move until you get such a defensible position that you feel safe. No, I, a super high ground. You know what I mean? Like, But I mean, is that... I mean, they... I can understand why they stayed here because she was able to use the word unlimited food supply. Like... In something like this, there are some pros. To this place, it is well hidden, unlimited food supply. They the, the rule they live by so far has kept them safe. I mean, she mentions these things. I, I I get that. And if you are a group of just women, you know nothing against the female race like that. I can see where it could be more terrifying to move in large herds as a, a group of women and children. You know, I can see where that can be daunting or so on, especially if you have anybody who's older or so much. They didn't show any of that. You know, but still, if you were willing to have the gumption to get up and leave your entire colony, then I would get somewhere a lot farther than where they got. My, my thing is, is you think they're the only ones that know that the ocean's right there and that there's fish in it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody should be flocking to the ocean. Pretty if, much. If only to have one side of your body protected yeah i mean they feel completely safe at least what 25 percent of the way yeah so i just how do you not get seen well how do you not it's uh, it's basically a situation where you're eventually going to get found yeah because like we've said before tara and heath are out scavenging for stuff and there's nothing left and so the farther you get out eventually you're going to run into these folks yeah and i just wonder who these people were beforehand and they just made it sound like it was a regular group of folks that had banded together. And just like Rick and company had decided to take arms against them. Yeah. You but, know. And I guess the other big question I had beforehand was how did they get the information that Terra's group, that well, that they even knew Terra's group, and the fact that they took out the satellite camp? If they've been out here for so long. I don't think they knew that. Well, she uh, said I, when you took out that satellite camp, you don't know the trouble you started. I think you just based on that because you you killed saviors. Yeah, remember I was talking about this. She, we, we talked about this before the podcast. I think she was just saying you don't know what trouble you've caused by attacking the saviors, not by attacking that camp in particular. Okay. Just because you attacked the saviors, you've brought hell down upon your group, just like we did. We thought we could fight them. We brought hell down on ourselves. Right. So and I don't think she's that, talking about. Yeah, okay, and then she, Beatrice is like. Your group, if you probably don't know, is probably already dead or gone or, yeah, like I said, living thumb. in hell yeah. and so on. And guess what? Like they are. Yeah. And and so that, I think that's what they were just showing. That works a lot better Here, for me. Here's the thing about Oceanside is not in the comic book. Okay. This is completely out of left field. 
Okay. Good. Then you won't know some stuff. All right. Well, then why show it? What is the purpose of bringing Oceanside's community into the mix? I mean, because maybe they're just trying else? to completely world build, just kind of throw in the towel for this season so we have good seasons going in. We've already built it out. We've already met new communities this season and have already stretched this cast and this production thin enough where it's difficult to watch. It's not like the Game of Thrones where you're in love with different sections of the world and you enjoy everything. It just doesn't work that way on The Walking Dead. Why are we throwing another one into the mix? I mean, like Josh said and a few other people on social media like that, is it just to show that there's a place that has guns? I think so. I mean, I think that's a key component. And And what else does Tara have now? You know, Cash and I talked about this too. What's Tara's plot now? She has literally lost everyone that was tying her to our group. To our group. Because Glenn's dead, the person who saved her. Her girlfriend's dead. Maggie's at Hilltop. She's got no affiliation with our group anymore. Yeah. Nope. All she's got is a shell a shell bracelet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's real cute. Yeah. And then I thought you didn't find anything. Where'd you get this bracelet? Yeah. Like, and I, I think you're on the right track, too, with this putting in a, a whole nother community. We had, what, three or four named characters in this community. Yes. Which means we're not they're not going to get one episode. No. They're going to get more episodes. And now, we have not even gone back to the kingdom yet. Nope. Hilltop got one episode. And we still have Alexandria. And it looks like an episode. Next episode, we're going to get... Another a, community. A Negan episode. Yes. Well, and it looks like Rick and uh, what's the guy's name? Adam? Is that who he's with? Aaron. Aaron. It looks like they're discovering an entirely new group. Oh, if they find another group, I'm just going to shit the bit. I mean, that's what it looks like. Trespassers. Like, we've never I, seen this land before. It, man, I, I, the bottom line is is that I'm we're struggling with this season. There are some people who love this season, believe it or not. I don't. That they are saying that they're enjoying that they're actually giving characters their own parts and their own characters and da da da. da. It's not a mass group, and I said okay, I'm I'm listening, and that they're saying that this is their. It's it's like a giant dining room table that you got to have to put a lot of good play, uh, good legs in before you can serve the meal, and that we're supposed to you know we should be getting something really good and juicy for the last two episodes. I'm just afraid that the, there has been so much legwork, there's nothing to be able to actually put together to create a meal. It's my fear based on what we've, we've seen. We've got a so whole far. lot of sides and not, nothing to serve as the main course. Yeah. So that's what I'm very, very concerned about. One thing I can think of is, is now we have four groups with an axe to grind on the saviors with no way to communicate yeah, I mean, to each other. They're, they're obviously setting up for the, you know, let's all, in, in all combination, we can win, you know, that kind of situation. Um, but all right, getting back to the episode, so we're not talking forever about what ifs. Okay. Tara un- un- uncovers the place. She sneaks in by following home chick gets in there. She gets discovered. And before you know it, she's got 27 guns shooting at her. She's running every different direction. They're shooting the ground at her feet. I, lo- I love that every single time you watch that when somebody's running and everybody's at the same level as you are and they're, you know, peppering the floor. You're Especially the shotgun person. Just right there, point blank. Right. And miss. Um, yeah, we first girl that shot was a dead yeah. eye, son. Yeah. Can't even see it. Does, we don't even think that they know that Tara's on the island. Yeah, we know they're running to the guns and everything. but Just first whites of eyes they saw. Oh, it was that Terry? Was that Terry? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, Jessica. So sorry. But 
did anybody else feel awkward about when she finally gets cornered and she's like, hey, how y'all doing? Uh, this was the bad stuff. Yes, this was like Woo. corny. I they, mean, they think Tara has some humorous bone in her body. It ain't there. No. no. Writing shut And they down. threw in a lot of fist bump jokes. Oh. They, they pushed that the, fist the, bump the, the, the worst was the ending comment and dinner room table. Uh, Are you sure there's not a boat called a larder? Yeah. I'm just like, like, well, they could have sold it. They could have had everyone laugh, like, oh, that was great. But then she goes, no, I'm sure. And it's like, ooh. It, just like, yeah, really. And, oh, God. Oh, And then flipping, flipping off the eight-year-old. I and, enjoyed You it. know, I mean. That one that yeah. one worked for me. Yeah, I was, I was okay with that. <laughs> but then I wish she would just pull the gun and blast it. <laughs> yeah, really. Suck it, Rachel. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I, man. Um they 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 swung and missed thinking that Tara could carry an episode. There's there's tiny little parts to this episode that I thought were cool, but man, they get overshadowed, big time overshadowed by just poor execution on a lot of things. The the part where Tara runs away, the stuff on the bridge, um, kind of what how things come together are kind of sketchy. The fact that she can walk back to Alexandria in a day. That right there was tough. Because, I mean, like, <sighs> they've been driving around for two weeks, and then you can just walk back in, start of daylight and, and end in daylight, and you're back at the same I mean, I take that back. She did sleep the night one place. Still. But, I mean, come on. Still. It's a lot of walking when you have no water or anything. Well, she had well, a bag she full had, of food. She, she had salted she had fish. She had fish. She had another perch in there. Yeah. Is it wrong for me to say that I almost kind of wish that Beatrice ha- had shot her? No. Nah, I mean, well. you imagine if the episode was... Imagine this hypothetical ending. Is that, you know, they're in the woods, they're walking, and they come across Heath. And the two realize right then and there, we got to do something. And they just... They grease Tara right in front of Heath, and he runs, you know. And that's how Heath goes back to the community saying... There was two people with Tara that she was walking with freely, and then they shot her in front of me, and I was able to get away. Thus, giving that group, hey, there's another group, and they have guns. You know, that could have been something. That was something we talked about on social media a little bit as well. Also, speaking of Heath, can we please stop with the fake deaths? Like, I don't need to see somebody who could potentially be the character and it not be we've that. Only seen, we've only been that three or four times. Stop that. Okay. Like. Did, it, did anybody think this was hate? No. no. Like, not, <laughs> not at for all. a second. And, like, it, it it was cool the first time. It just does It's a cheap trait that just doesn't need to be done. Not to mention, where'd this pristine walker come from? Yeah, because she didn't match is, anyone else in the group. She was most on top of the sand pile because <laughs> no sand on her. None. She was almost, I mean, she was almost clean. But yeah. she didn't show her face when they first came across the bridge or nothing or. Who's cleaner, her or Daryl? Oh, way her. <laughs> way her. She was looking good compared to Daryl. Daryl is filth. Absolute <laughs> filth. Uh, yeah, man. It's just something that doesn't work for me. I, at the- I don't know if Tara should have been shot or whatever. I mean, I hate it because it's not like I hate her character. I, I don't. just don't want her to be carrying episodes. No, I mean, to me, that would have made the episode like, <gasps> well, you know... It would have gave it something. I, I hate to say Walking Dead, the only time you get excited about an episode is when you lose a character, but 
that right there wouldn't have been like a monumental death. It would have been like a twist on something of a person who has stakes. So who has Heath? Well, what Nobody is, has him. I think he got this guy away. He got into the, the the Toyota camper and What does that triple P out. mean? Do we know? Triple P? Uh, that's what it looked like the symbol on that card was. That's going to be a location. You know what I mean? Because like, that's a key card to get into a door. It's actually the same key card I have, but to clock in at work. There we go. Um, and it's a gate pass, you know what I mean? To right. get into a parking lot. Um, so does we think Heath has like a little secret hideout that he's given Tara? Or no, I, I mean I don't know. Like, it's just because I'd never seen that triple P before or anything. Where it did she like find it, that thing? She found it on the road, right where the tire marks were. How convenient! Yeah, um, right. It looked like it was Heath leaving something. I'm saying, I'll be case. honest with you. I hope it's nothing because if it was a clue left behind, I'm calling straight BS. Well, if you find out that Heath like snatched it off somebody and threw it on the ground, I'd be a little happier than just. One of the, you know, random saviors dropped it on the ground. It's like, come on. Ridiculous. Oh, man, I left my key card on the top of the hood when I took off. Yeah. You know? I don't think Negan would like that very much. Yeah, he'd get the Lucille. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, man, there's going to be some serious explaining to do with this one. And I, maybe the saviors don't have him. I I didn't get the vibe they did. I thought Heath was going to be back at... Back at the Alexandria. No, I think Keith is 100% on his own. I don't, I don't think he would go back to the group. Just because, like, in that speech that he was talking with... No, her, no, no, no. His glass is broken. Yeah, his glasses are broken. And then he uh, he told her, you know, we're together as she she went off the bridge. And, like, he came back. You know, like, he's like, we're all alone. We're all in this because, you know, it's our own ideals. And then he came back to try to save her. And that's when that happened. I don't know. See, that's another example. I never got the vibe that he was taken. Oh, I did. I thought that was taken for sure. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah, vibe. I never got the vibe he was taken. I didn't at all. I'm serious. I thought his glasses what? were. Who would have taken them? Like maybe he fell off the side of the container on the way to the truck and his glasses broke. And then he was mad and just spun out on the way out. And maybe he's out searching for her down river. And that's the reason he's not back yet. That's the vibe I got. I never got it that like he got snatched. I guess that he just went on his own. For sure. Broken glasses? Because he fell off the container? Yeah, for all you know, they fell off and he stepped on them. What's the bigger reach here? <laughs> Out of this episode, uh, he got well, stashed. Well, uh, how about the reach of the saviors just happened to be on the other side of the, the bridge where they came from, waiting on him? I don't know. I, to me, even inside Oceanside, when they blaze off 100 rounds at Terra, anybody within 20 miles would have known where they are. And then you have the bridge... Where dead eye terrorists lighting up walkers, <laughs> I'd have come running too. You know, somebody dumped these bodies. Somebody piled sand on them. Somebody with guns. And then Heath backs out. Just stumble bums his glasses <laughs> off. And crushes them. And then there's some tire marks skidding out. Yeah, well, I mean, the camp- taken. No, the camper was gone. He took it. Went on his own. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not 100 sold. I'm. Hey, look. I'm scooping what you're pooping over there, but I'm just. I'm not. I'm not feeling it. They better show me a scene of how he broke his glasses. I, I know. It. See it. I better see I where the PPP came from. Um, the whole Here, nine. Here's the other thing about this. So she, you know, we're past the whole side thing. So she walks, starts walking down the road to follow where the you know the tracks are. Right. Then the next scene, you see her cut across a field, and then she's at this. 
strange place that has sunglass huts and this Super and that cool stuff. town. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then she's walking again and ends up right at Alexandria. I mean, she's almost like she was, you know, a you know, renaissance woman that knew exactly where to go and, you know, the lay of the land and the whole nine yards. Really? And we all know women have terrible sense of navigation. Oh, my. Here we oh go with that God. woman bashing. You're killing us over there. <laughs> like, this is just I mean, holy level right now. <laughs> I, oh. I mean. We're going to get hate mail. I want you to know this. Not to spout facts on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Google Maps ain't necessarily working right now. And uh, I mean, do you think it's legit realistic that she just happens to know exactly which way to walk through all this stuff to get back? I mean, really? I mean, I guess you could say you've been scavenging for two weeks. You know the area, but I mean, I'm gonna be totally honest. I was super excited when I see her walking through the field because I thought for sure a Michonne Ricochet <laughs> was gonna just take her out. It was Blazer. <laughs> I mean, if she had 80 ammunition left. I was just waiting to see some rusty truck in the background and just see, you see Tara's head split like a canoe. I was just waiting for it. Good night, people. Good night. Yes. <laughs> Michelle, <Yeah>. wait. <laughs> oh, no. I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh. Guys, y'all can always hit us up at Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. <laughs> and we have a Twitter account at Bleed TV Podcast as well as on Facebook. Michonne shoots as well as women navigate. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to go ahead and cut us off and never listen to us again, I understand, dude, my brother. But anyway, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, a huge shout out to Josh Toomey and Talk Toomey for his audio clip he sent to us. <laughs> And so we always like to infuse any viewer feedback and so on. We don't, we don't do it enough and we need to do it more, but, um, always hit us up. Love to chat. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We're hoping the season somehow has miraculous, you know, recovery, uh, something stupendous happening next two weeks to, you know, makes us excited about the season and the show and overall, Carl. Uh, you know, um, I, I'm concerned, but Hey, it is what it is. But other than that, guys, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all next week.